welcome to Woman to Woman. We're so glad to have you join us again today. And today we are going to help. We have a special guest with us from Florida. Her name is Pastor Cindy Thomas. She's no stranger to service, growth, or leadership. After graduating from Lee University with a Bachelor's of Arts in Communications, she began a successful career traveling and climbing the corporate ladder. This all changed for her after attending a street outreach program to minister to impoverished families. In 2011, Pastor Cindy launched Free Life Chapel in Lakeland, Florida with her husband, Pastor Scott Thomas. Together, they have spent 28 years in full-time ministry. Pastor Scott and Pastor Cindy are also um, co-laborers with us on the Christians United for Israel board. So I want you to welcome with me, Pastor Cindy Thomas. Hello, everybody. It's hot and sunny here in Florida. It is hot here, too. <laughs> Actually, my husband was in Pensacola yesterday, and he got off the plane, and he said, it's hotter here than it is in Florida. <laughs> but we got that humidity, and it was yes. like, I think my sister said it was like being in your dryer. <laughs> Well, yeah, here is like being boiled. It's like yeah. hot and steamy, but we love it that way. We yeah. love it that way because then in the winter, you know, our the lows are like, you know, a chilling 65. So we get the coats and the boots out for that. <laughs> well, that's not cold for us. That's uh, just a little bit, just a little bit of a chill. I can still play golf for yeah. 45 degrees, so I'm fine. Yeah, that's spring for you. But it's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of anything you're doing. Mm -hmm. The answer from me is always yes. I just love and admire what you and your husband and your whole family have been doing there for years and years. So yeah. I'm honored to be here. Well, we're honored to have you. And we're going to answer some questions today, and um, I'll have somebody read them, and then, then we'll answer the questions, and we'll go from there. Amen. So okay. we'll get started on questions. Question number one. I turned 70 in January of this year, and I'm still desiring to have a husband. I got married when I was in my early 20s and raised my children alone. He is now in his 40s and married. Where do I go? or where do I meet men around my age? I am in good health and looking to meet someone in good health too. I've been a Christian for more than 30 years. Please advise. Okay, so if we don't fully answer your question, it's probably because we have so many questions that we can ask behind your questions. So we're gonna ask you to come in for counseling so that we can make sure that we follow through and make sure all your answers, are, all your questions are answered. But the best place to meet a Christian or, um, or meet somebody is in the church uh, or in a church surrounding uh, surroundings, uh, cell groups. We at, here at Word of Faith, we have um, singles um, or I'm sorry, seniors. We have singles too, but we have a seniors group. Um, we're doing uh, a number of things that we do throughout the year with the seniors. Um, but you know, just being in a church and get, making yourself friendly, not, not running in and then running out, but speaking to people and just making yourself known, um, not desperate where you're just going to place yourself in front of somebody. 
um, because God is God is the master hooker upper. And uh, so you'll want to remember that too. You don't have to be trying to hook yourself up with anybody. God will present you to who you need to be with. Uh, the other thing is whether or not you're looking to get married again, or you just want companionship, or um, what you want to do. I'm gonna let Cindy come on, pick that up from here. Yeah, I just think that for, uh, I love it. I love that there's life. I love that I think life is for the living and I think we always need to be pushing forward and growing. And I love that that you've been a, um, the person that asked, you know, I'm talking to, to, to her and you've been serving God for 30 years. So you know of his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So that means you know that he will give you the desires of your heart. So I will make sure that all of our desires for anybody, they have to line up with God's word. Yes. And there's some things that I've wanted that I'm so thankful now, looking back, that God did not give me that desire in my heart. Because yeah. it was not biblical. <laughs> but honestly, he removed that desire. And later, looking back, but I will say, like you said, show yourself friendly. And I think serving in the church, I think yes. attending the church helps tremendously. But you come in, like you said, and even if you say hello, but when you're serving, you get to know people. Yes. Those people know people. Mm -hmm. They got families, they got neighbors, they got friends, yes. they got co-workers. You never know. Again, like, like Pastor Deborah said, not being thirsty, no need to be thirsty, desperate, but being friendly. The Bible says, show yourself friendly. Yeah. So I, a, again, um, friendliness, somebody that is cordial and open mm -hmm. to other people is very attractive. Not yeah. desperation, not so much. So we don't want to be desperate. But I do think that you want that, but that is not the only thing you want. So continue to go forward in your life, growing in God, growing in your relationships. And like the Bible says, he will find you. Yes. Now walk slow and cute. But he will find you. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to be a servant for God. And, you know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 7 that the, the unmarried woman cares for the thing of the church. Uh, so working in the church is uh, a way to uh, make sure that you meet other people and that you're serving and um allowing people to, to get to know you and it, it, it will happen if that's a, like you like pastor cindy said if that's the desire of your heart god is that's where he's good at he's either going to change that desire if it's ungodly or he's going to meet that desire yeah. um, and your heart will be fulfilled emotionally because sometimes we ask for the only thing we know right you know, we, we might think this is the only way that emotionally I'm going to be fulfilled, but God may have other avenues. I'm not, yeah. I'm not raining on the parade. I'm not saying that yeah. not to go for that, but I'm just saying sometimes we have to be open because mm -hmm. we think we see a door and it may be just a hallway that God has you in. And there's a bunch of doors of opportunities in front mm -hmm. of you that you didn't know because you had never seen them before. So yeah. I just think that when we see God, all of the things like the Bible says will be added. So be encouraged that either way you're going to win because you're going to be fulfilled. And again, serving in the house of the Lord, 
I believe people think that it's about the church or the church needs help. The church is going to happen with or without us. It is his church. He's yes. going to provide. He just gives us the opportunity to get involved, to be a mm -hmm. part, so we can develop gifts and talents that will bring to us a harvest. So really, it is not so much about the church. It is about what it does in us and through us. And nothing is more fulfilling than to be a part of something that is much bigger than us. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Uh, so we're, we're ready for the next question. My husband is considering a second job as a limousine driver on Fridays and Saturdays where he might have to drive a party bus. My concern is what may enter his ear and eye gates. What should I do? Uh, frankly, there's not that much you can do but pray. Uh, talk to God about it. Then you, you know, when God tells you the time is right, then you need to sit down, write down all your questions and all your concerns. And you need to sit down with your husband and just talk with him and share with him your concerns and whatever, but don't do it in a way that you're attacking him or that you're accusing him of doing anything. Um, do it one do it one time. And this, as far as that, your concern from that point, you've already covered it. He knows how you feel about it, what you think about it or whatever. Leave it up to God. We have to learn how to trust God. And God will, God will speak to him and tell him what to do and lead him in the directions that he need, need to go as far as that is concerned. But we need to know that we have to put God first in everything. God has to be first, which means we have to learn how to consult God about whatever we think we're going to do or we're look, thinking about doing or whatever. Um, it's, you know, God knows how to protect us and how to keep us out of situations that may cause us a problem. The other thing is you want to make sure that you're in a church that is teaching you how to follow God. A church that is teaching you, you have a, um, a someone, a pastor that is teaching you how to be a woman of God and how to be a man of God. I mean, does he know how to protect his eyesight, protect his ear gate? You know, so he has to know how to do that. Um, and yes, it, it is a necessary concern. But you, the other thing you have to understand, it doesn't have to be a limousine, a party limousine. I don't care where you are now. You have to protect your ear and your, your ear gate and your eye gate. Anywhere you may go in the world, you have to protect your ear gate and your eye gate because people are doing more and more things that are ungodly. And uh, so you have to know how, when to, especially for a man, you have to know when to turn, when, uh, when to uh, cover your ears or... Uh, you just have to know how to do, how to operate in a way that uh, you don't allow what other people are doing um, come across or um, negatively affect your Christian walk. So you, and, and if you know how to do that, then you won't have a problem so much. And, you know, personally, I would probably say that that's not God's will. Well, no, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm saying I don't believe it's God's mm -hmm. will for you to drive a limousine or a party bus when you are a born again Christian. Because those people ain't listening to you. They're not watching your lifestyle or not listening to your witness. Um, so I think that's something that he's uh, that the both of you are going to have to talk about and uh, talk to God about and learn how to follow God and follow the peace in your heart concerning what God is saying to you. 
Freddie. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really good. I think that there is a concern. So my concern is that you already have a concern. <laughs> Yeah. And it hasn't started. So I don't know. And, and again, we don't have the details. So that's why it's so important. Yeah. Like Pastor Deborah said, you have to be planted in a church and have a shepherd that you allow them to lead you. So I think that's really, really important. But I will say that if there's a concern, like Pastor Deborah said, I, to pray, and I don't want to say everything because she said it so eloquently, but I will say continue to knock on doors there there are options i i I celebrate the fact that he's wanting to provide thank god for a man that is wanting to provide for his family Mm -hmm. so i will celebrate that but i will continue to look knock on doors of opportunity to see i do realize that light goes to darkness but you better know you better know that you're the light that's supposed to to shine and that that you have the grace of god to be there that is my initial concern and to me personally um i like to like if it's not for me i'm not even going to even try it if i'm if i'm not convinced that the grace of god is in me and for me for that particular assignment i don't care how godly it looks i'm not doing it because i've done that before it didn't work out very well for me so that i will say pray continue to follow the leading of the holy spirit but continue to pursue other options and no matter what don't ever compromise your convictions right no matter what i don't care what when who we do not compromise god first the word of god is our map is our guidance it has to line up the things that we want the things that we don't want it has to line up so to for me there's no alternative right amen Amen. So I, I just wanted to uh, little break, break a little off that question because I wanted to address something that you said about, um, you know, trying things that, um, you know, maybe that other people have done or whatever the case may be, or it looks attractive or whatever. Because I think it's, I believe it's one uh, or something that we as pastors, we could get tempted to do it. I think we have both been in this long enough to have gotten past that point. But a lot of times, you know, you hear people of churches doing uh, different different things or whatever where um, you say, oh, that would be nice to do, but you have to make sure that you were told to do it by God. You know, yes. you know sometimes we, we feel like as, you know, you can feel like as a pastor that uh, I need to do something different. I need, you know, and... Uh, if God hasn't told you to change it, then you need to keep doing what you're doing um, and not not do something because it's working for somebody else. Because, you know, we have local assemblies and each assembly has an assignment. It may not be the same as yours. Yeah. It might be the total opposite of yours. You know, there are some churches that are, well, let's, what should I say, um, singing churches. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're just their ministry um, and song and uh, it's just musical. They're just musical. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot, a lot of times we all don't think that we know how to sing, but uh, you right. don't do and do it in public. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to stay in our lane. We have to find out what God has called us to do and do that. And don't 
attack other churches that do other things different because you don't know what God called them to do. You really that don't. is so true. That is so good. And I am so wise for us as church members, not to because we are biased to our own church because that's our family. Yeah. That's what God has called us to. Right. And as a church member, and I think it's good to love our churches and to do, we say here, we're going to do what we do and mm-hmm. we're going to do it well. We're not going to do everything. Yeah. But we're going to do what we do. And for me, it's like every church has a menu. Yeah. And just because I decide that I enjoy Italian food doesn't mean that I don't like soul food. I just want to have pizza every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't mind a biscuit every now and then, but I want to have pizza every day. But that doesn't mean that if I don't have steak or chicken fingers, that that is bad. Right. We... That is so important for us as Christians because that translates that we need to understand our assignment and our purpose because we all, you know, we say we don't want to compare, but we all do. We're we're humans. It is a human. It's a natural thing. Nobody has to teach you to learn how to compare yourself with anybody. It's tempting and it's a slow fade. Mm -hmm. And I think the only antidote for that is to continue to realize this is my purpose. This is what I was called to do. Right. And I think that that is so good, Pastor Deborah. And I will tell you, I struggle um, because all the opportunities that will come probably, you know, as somebody that has been following Christ for a while, they're good opportunities. Yeah. So how do you choose? They're yeah. good opportunities. But is it my assignment? Is right. it God? Because there are things that we can do and they're good, but I don't want to do it unless I have the grace of God. Because that's the only way that my family will not suffer. I will not suffer because God doesn't do human sacrifices. He loves all of his children. He protects all of them. So for me, that is a very important thing. That is a boundary for me that I have to check it with every decision I make. Right, right. And that, you know, it, you know, we can, you know, at different times, like we do our, our Christmas productions and our Easter productions or whatever, but we're not going to get in the bond and think that that, uh, uh, that we have to have a, a big production every time we do it. First of all, uh, <laughs> you know, that takes a lot of practice and rehearsals and all like that. And, you know, you know a church, if, if a church is going to do that, they have to have some people that are talented to work with them. So and so that you don't what what you don't want to do is you don't want to get so um, in bondage that you have to you feel like you have to do it because I know there's churches in this in the area that does productions and all that stuff all the time and people you know are running back and forth from one church to the other and whatever and all I'm going to say is is if when God has assigned you to a church. Even though you want to visit and all that stuff, do not leave the church he's assigned you to because what he has for you will come out of that shepherd. And so you don't want to make, you know, go visit in other churches and feel like, oh, I'm going to go to this church. I'm going to change my membership. I'm going to do that. You better ask God because what we as Christians refuse to understand is that there are circumstances that you will have to pay 
for not yeah. when you don't obey God, when you're not where God yeah. told you to be. There are things that are going to take place that is not God's will for your life, but it's, mm -hmm. it's the seeds that you have planted of disobedience and you're going to have to reap what you sowed. And you don't want to do that. You know, I talk right. a lot about how uh, so many Christians are only Christians for the fire insurance. They don't want to go to hell. <laughs> but you're going to deal with all the other things because yeah. you have to have more than fire insurance. You have to live yeah. this life. You have to walk this life every day. You have to get closer and closer to God in order to be able to operate in the total victory and the total dominion that God promised us. And just because you don't have dominion or you don't have to have the victory don't mean that that's God's will for you. It just means that you mm -hmm. don't know how to keep yourself where God's will is. And if you, until yes. you learn how to stay where God puts you, you're going to deal with, the, with negative circumstances. And that's not his I will agree. for you. I agree. And it's like it's, the Bible speaks about us being planted. Mm -hmm. That means that we have to have the right soil. You know, yeah. here in Florida, we have beautiful flowers, but not everything grows and survives in Florida. Not everything thrives in Florida. Yeah. It may be okay for one season, but then because of our heat and our humidity and our storms that are coming, they they won't survive. You know, that doesn't make the, the plant wrong. If a plant survives in Alaska and it doesn't survive here in Florida, there's nothing wrong with the plant. There's nothing wrong with the soil. It's just not the right combination. And God will lead us. I believe this with all of my heart. God will lead us to the right church. Yes. God will lead us to the right shepherd, to the right soil for us. It's a choice to be planted and stay planted. Again, a choice because he gave us dominion. He gave us a will. We have to stay planted in every season. In the Bible, you never, you know, we are compared to the, you know, cedar of Lebanon and the trees are planted by the living waters. You never mm -hmm. read about a tree being uprooted and taken somewhere else and being planted somewhere else. Yeah. There's nowhere in the Bible. Right. It stands there through the seasons. Seasons are guaranteed. They're going to come. Storms, difficult times, circumstances, they're going to come. But if you stay rooted and planted in the yeah. right soil where God led you to, you will continue to grow. Your root system will only get stronger. You will produce fruit. But what we need to do in this humanity is stay because as the sign of first correction, it's really easy to say I'm submitted to the church. And again, it's not that people are telling you what to do. They're just telling you by the word of God and encouraging you yeah. and challenging you, stretching you to grow. Right. But the first time that I don't like it, I want to run. Yeah. That means you have no depth in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have depth in our relationship, if we don't produce depth in our relationship with Christ, we won't yeah. produce depth in our relationship with each other. And I believe that that's why the church of Jesus is saved, but they're not living yeah. the abundant life. We have to, we have to have depth in yeah. our relationship with Christ and in our relationship with each other. And I believe that comes out of the local church. Listen, I'm all about the local church. Mm -hmm. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the local church. Powerful combination. Yes. Amen. Praise God. All right, we're going to go to the next question. How do a person get past grief for a close relative transitioning? 11 of my relatives have passed within a year. 
I want to make sure this is not a curse. Um, it's probably not a curse. Um, in the last two years, two and a half years, we have been dealing with um, COVID-19. Um, unfortunately, in the midst of that, a lot of other health problems have been ignored, um, mm -hmm. not dealt with. Um, and even with COVID-19, most people wait too late to even get any, any kind of care or whatever. So I wouldn't say it necessarily is a curse. Um, and I'm, the reason I said necessarily be, it's a curse because there is, I don't know who you are who answered asked this question, but there are what the Bible calls generational curses. Uh, so, but uh, at this time, it, I cannot definitely say it's a curse because it probably isn't. It's just that people have to, uh, people deal with the decisions they make, um, whether or not you decide to get some medical care, whether or not you take care of your immune system, whether or not you make sure you eat the right way, whether or not you make sure that um, uh, you uh, follow the word of God completely and that you're living and walking through this, this life experience the way God wants you to. All of that could come into it. And, um, but if, it, if it's a curse, you can, be, you can just stop it right there where you are and and be th be done with it you can you can break that curse over you and your and the rest of your family if that's what it is and any you know um and even if it looks that way or whatever it doesn't you just make sure that that curse is not coming near you um if that is a curse because it could be but probably isn't cindy you want to add anything yes, to that? Yeah, I, I believe that if you are a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. no one is perfect. Nobody's doing it 100% right, like yeah. nobody. But right. if you are with the best of your ability following Christ, pursuing Jesus, you cannot be cursed. Because right. the moment that you come in relationship with Christ, that curse is broken. So yes. if you are a believer, again, not getting it 100% right, because nobody does. Right. But every morning I wake up and I determine in my heart, in my mind, yes. in everything in my being, I am surrendering my life to Christ and I'm going to pursue you, God, to the yes. best of my ability. If you're doing that, you cannot be cursed. The Bible says that all of us, are going to pass. And listen, I have lost a lot, a lot in my life. I've mm -hmm. lost children. I've lost parents. And it's never okay. It hurts. Yes. But the Bible, like I said, it, it guarantees storms and loss. Betty said, but don't be afraid. Don't be disturbed. Yeah. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to come for you. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to, I'm going to give you peace. Mm -hmm. Again, we are all, even the people that Jesus healed, the people that Jesus brought back to life, eventually they passed because mm -hmm. everybody is going to. The timing is what affects us to all yeah. of us. It doesn't matter if it's a cycle of life, like our parents, as you get older, mm -hmm. it seems like one of my friends told me, it seems like there's death everywhere. It's just because we're getting older. Yes. So this is the time, you know, but people have been dying since the beginning of time. Now, it is not a life thing. Listen, it's painful. Yes. It's sad. Mourn, grieve. Jesus, he was 100% man, 100% God. He was about to resurrect Lazarus. And right before he resurrected him, he cried. It is documented in the Bible. I'm certain that's not the only time that Jesus cried. Mm-hmm. 
uh, th that he cried. But it was documented. There's so many things. The Bible says not everything that Jesus did is documented yes. in the Bible. So why document that? To give us permission mm -hmm. to grieve, to mourn, but not like those that have no hope. Right. But like those that we know that eternity for me, eternity is sweeter. Now, I... I mean, I'm ready to go, but it's not like I want to go today. I still right. got a lot to do. I, I wanted more chocolate to eat, more pizza <laughs> places to go to. You know what I mean? But but when I get there, I cannot wait. I have loved ones there. So yeah. I think changing the perspective, which is what Holy Spirit does. If we see things through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and he will help you and lead you, you will see things not as a loss, but you know what? I'm going to see them. It's just a break. Right, right. Um, just, just making sure that um, you live a lifestyle in front of your family. Um, you know, one of the testimonies that are that is, it just every time I lose someone in my family, it just brings me closer to Jesus because if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't have the ability to see him again. And that, because he yeah. died for us. That means that I will see. They will be waiting for me at the gates. Uh, and um, and then the other thing I wanted to say is that um, when you die, you know the Bible says that the sting, there more the uh, the sting of death, there's no more sting. So what you know the thing that means is your body doesn't. It's not you don't die. You don't die because your body stops breathing. You die because your spirit leaves. When your spirit leaves your body, the body falls. The body is not doing that. So you're not really dying at all. You're going to your eternal home. And, um, you know, we look at it that way. But we're, and we're grieving because we're going to miss the person while, you know, until we get to heaven. Uh, but you're, you know... And this not a curse. And then the Bible tells you you're redeemed from the curse of the law. If you're a Christian, you're redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. And Amen. Um, so it won't be. A, it may be a curse for other people, maybe in your family who haven't given their lives to God, but it's not for you. And uh, you're redeemed from that. So um, for you and for a Christian, the only thing that this death that the body, I mean, that death has for you, the only thing in store for death is um, physically going, if I could say it this way, physically going to the place where God is, being able to go to his throne um, and physically, um, for a better, lack of a better term, so you can be there instead of just being there from here spiritually. You're at his, you, you can go through his throne when you're in worship, when you're in time of praise and worship. But you can actually walk to his throne room and spend time with God. That's what it means for you. Yeah. There's no more time. Okay. There's no more, you know, bad weather days. <laughs> You're walking on No more calories. Yes. No freezing air. Yes. <laughs> It'll be perfect all the time. Um, so, you know, it's it's all in your and how you look at things. So change yes. your, your, yeah. your, your as she, that Pastor Cindy says, change your perspective of how you're, mm -hmm. you're expecting that. 
You want to be here long enough to do what God is, to do everything that God wants you to do, everything that God has purposed for your life. And when that time is done, your, your spirit will depart your body and you will go up to be with God. Stay tuned for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman. If questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, this book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today 